our conversation on San Diego Comic-Con with Ben Arnault from Smoking Hot Confessions continues as we discuss Star Trek, Westworld Season 3, and DC's presence at the Yearly Center for Pop Culture on our latest PCC Extra. what we got star trek we got westworld we've got so much more when it comes to comic-con and we're going to try and break it down because marvel dominated comic-con but there was still a lot more to talk about my friend you've got a great thing going on when it comes to the smoking hot confessions podcast and the overall experience known as smoking hot confessions so you got to let everybody know what's going on with your show smoking hot confessions and smokinghotconfessions.com as you know i was in the united states uh, earlier in the year toured through Louisiana, through uh, through Memphis, up to Kansas City, down into Arkansas, and recorded an entire series of uh, videos and podcasts. And I'm working my way through post-production on that. We're going to start um, – I've, I've just announced the lineup of the uh, podcast episodes from that. So that's super exciting. Going to be uh, start starting on the post-production of the actual episodes themselves, hopefully get them out in the next month or so. So that's super cool. This weekend coming up in the next couple of days or like four days away or something, I'm going to be uh, emceeing on stage at the Brisbane Barbecue Festival over here in Queensland. And uh, that's going to be two, uh, like a full weekend of, uh, you know, smoked meats, craft beers, live bands. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, two live demo cooks up on stage. I'm going to be hosting a couple of different Q&A sessions. I'm going to be um, emceeing a few different uh, eating contests. Every year we do a hot wing eating contest, which is just hilarious. So funny. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's going to be a busy weekend for me. Lots of stuff happening, lots of stuff going on, lots of great things happening um, over on the Smoking Hot Confessions website. And uh, the uh, Smoking Hot Confessions YouTube channel is now taking off as well. Oh, that's awesome. And you can check it out just by typing in the word Smoking Hot Confessions, and you'll be glad you did because he's got a great – experience whether it's on social media whether it's on youtube smokinghotconfessions.com and the always awesome smoking hot confessions podcast well my friend there was so much marvel dominating comic-con we almost forgot before we head on out to talk about some bullet points when it comes to some other great things that was also mentioned at comic-con i'm going to tell you right now while number one was definitely marvel a distant number two was star trek with what they announced including New trailers for the Picard show that's coming to CBS All Access, which is going to include like Patrick Stewart already. We know he's going to be back as Picard. But favorites from Star Trek Next Generation like Riker, Deanna Troy, Commander Data, and even Seven and Nine from Star Trek Voyager will be part of the show. Is this going to be something that gets you interested in what's going on when it concerns a new Star Trek Picard show? Mate, I was already really excited about this. I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, of um, of Picard and and the work that he did with that, and uh, it's actually my my favorite. It sorry, it was my favorite Star Trek series till the new uh, Netflix Discovery came out. I think that that's sort of taking the lead for me. But I mean, you know, you've got Jean Luc Picard coming back, Patrick Stewart. It's just there's so much reverie there, so much you know nostalgia going to be there, and 
I mean, the, the Star Trek universe, it had kind of faded away and now it's absolutely, it's coming screaming back. I think that there's going to be lots of good stuff ha happening here. And I think in the same way that, um, that Patrick Stewart sort of portrayed the older Professor X, the fact that a lot of those older characters, supporting characters are coming back as well. I mean, seven of nine, I think that says it all. <laughs> yes, it, it does indeed. It does indeed. But yes, it's all they're all going to be a part of Star Trek Picard when it comes out, you know, right around the corner when it concerns this fall on CBS All Access and Netflix internationally. Also as well, internationally, want to go ahead and talk about for you, you just mentioned it, Star Trek Discovery. They're doing a time jump of a thousand years for season three. What are your hopes for season three with Star Trek Discovery? I just hope that they can keep it up to the same level of uh, of just incredible production and storytelling that they have had in the last two series so far. The main actress there that plays Michael, I've thought she's absolutely fantastic from the times that she was Sasha on The Walking Dead. I would have actually picked her as being one of the characters to become a lead character on that show as they started phasing out some of the older lead characters, but she's obviously decided and made the right choice to come across onto Star Trek. She's an absolute highlight absolute highlight from a kind of a I'm, I'm a technology nerd i love all my gadgets and things and we've seen a lot of the stuff that we have today you can see its origins from the 1960s star trek tv shows and and movies and so people that grew up watching those tv shows and movies have gone on to create a lot of the technology that we've got today so from a techno nerd point of view i cannot wait to see what technology stuff, what what technological uh, feats they're going to come up with if they're jumping another thousand years into the future. I mean, uh, uh, wow. The inner nerd in me is just rejoicing in that aspect. And if you like the actors Spock and Captain Pike from season two of Star Trek Discovery, they're going to be involved in the short treks, those short little Star Trek episodes. Those will be, I think six of them will be appearing on CBS All Access as well. And, and I think you can also get them on Netflix over internationally. So those would be something to look for if you really appreciated Captain Pike, Spock, and also number one from the Star Trek Discovery series. If you like those characters, you'll be seeing more of them in the short treks from Star Trek. And then last but not least, the creators of Rick and Morty are going to be having their own series. They've talked about this before, but they finally got to show off a little bit of it. And that's Star Trek Lower Decks, if you ever wonder what happens in the lower decks of a starship when they go ahead and go out through space and, and go ahead from planet to planet and, and things of that nature during battles, not during battles, or life in the lower decks of a starship, you're going to find that out with what happens in the Federation starship in a humorous kind of way when the creators of Rick and Morty debut their upcoming animated series, Star Trek Lower Decks. Are you excited for this one? Because I think this one really could put a new swing or a new type of feel into a Star Trek universe that could bring a new base of fans in to watch it as well. To be honest, I'm a bit split on this. I have a feeling that it's going to be quite funny in the way that like Archer is kind of a, almost a parody on itself sort of thing. But I was never a huge fan of Rick and Morty. Then I realized that like half your listeners are just going to turn it off right now. But no yeah, worries. No worries. I know they're an acquired taste. Uh, I like Archer more than I do like, Rick and Morty, but I can appreciate both. Yeah, I, I love Archer. I'm a, I'm a huge Archer fan. I've seen all the episodes two or three times. It's an absolute ripper of a show. So I think that there's an interesting um, opportunity to add that other different angle to the, to, to the Star Trek universe. 
until now, particularly with the movies, the Star Trek universe has always taken itself very seriously. And so to have this as sort of a, you know, it's almost going to be like a palate cleanser between films, you know. It's um, it's going to be something light, something engaging, something kind of funny but also familiar. And And as you said, it's about life on the lower decks, which is something that we've never explored before. And I think that the only sort of film series that's kind of even mentioned that idea was the Austin Powers films when he's running around going, you know, oh, now look at you. You haven't even got a name tag. You've got no chance. And, uh, you know, they they go through and they they talk about, you know, what happens to the henchmen and all, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. All the red and shirts. The red shirts, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that we're going to have a bit of an opportunity to, to see that sort of thing. Um, as I said, I am I am split on this, though. Well, I'll tell you what, it's still going to be something interesting to see when it comes out on CBS All Access. And also, check it out, probably Netflix or Amazon Prime. I've seen a lot of that as far as Amazon Prime as well for some of the Star Trek shows, including Picard. So that may, you want to check your listings internationally if it's going to come out on Netflix or if it's going to come out on Amazon Prime for Star Trek Discovery, which you said is on Netflix. Also as well, Star Trek Picard, which I thought was going to be coming to Amazon Prime. You want to check for sure. Star Trek Lower Decks and also as well, the Star Trek Shorts. You want to check out those when they come out. It looks like it's going to be a great year for Star Trek as they try and reinvigorate what's going on with their franchise even more. Television-wise, as I was talking to Josh, I think they're doing great when it comes to Star Trek. What they're doing with the movies, we'll have to wait and see. I know Quentin Tarantino, who's got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he mentioned that if he does do a Star Trek, it'll be his last one. It's going to be R-rated and all that. But who knows what's going to materialize because Star Trek Four fizzled out already. So we'll see what's going on with the future of Star Trek. But television-wise, it looks very strong indeed coming up with all those great shows and great shorts coming to a screen near you when it comes to Star Trek. My friend, before we head on out, we got to talk about more great things. And that's going to be Westworld Season 3 coming back to HBO. I talked about this before on the show as far as Westworld trying to become that next Game of Thrones must-watch. Hasn't been quite yet. I think the first two seasons were quite confusing to viewers. But the robots, the androids are out of the park. They're now exploring the world around them. And Season 3 will not only show that aspect, but all the people that are behind hunting them down and trying to remove them and put them back into the world from whence they came. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be quite interesting. Westworld hasn't really sort of taken off as a major show here in Australia. And in fact, I only originally found it on a, on a plane flight to America. But since then, I've watched the entire first season. I haven't had a chance to get to the second season yet. Most of it is because it's hard for us to find here. As long as Tandy Newton's in it, I'm happy. She's she's incredible in her in her in the way that she's able to just come like each time they wipe her memory and then implant her and just uh, give her a new implant of, of of memories. She just she performs each of those different variations of the character just so well. She's fantastic. I like the idea of the uh, of the robots getting out of the park and um, and being hunted down. It's very kind of Blade Runner. I think you know there's there's all sorts of um, you know those sort of deep ethical questions that they can explore through those types of storylines. Hopefully they do it a bit better than the latest Blade Runner movie. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I think uh, Josh and I will both go to bat against you on that one, but I will let you go ahead and continue, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just think it's, um, you know, 
they've been in the park for for two seasons now. There's kind of nowhere else for them to go. Otherwise, you end up trapped in the Jurassic Park kind of situation where, oh, okay, we're back to the island and, oh, it's all gone bad on the island again and, oh, how are we going to solve it? So I, I think um, having them come out into the into the wider world, I think that was kind of their only option at this point in order to, to keep storytelling. Is it going to be the next Game of Thrones? I don't think so. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, there's still a lot to talk about when it comes to Westworld, but you're right. It still hasn't reached that level. I know HBO wanted to. They're putting enough money into the series, but it's still not quite clicking yet with audiences to the point where they want it to be their number one show. Will it get there? We'll have to wait and see. Will it even attract anywhere near that type of Game of Thrones audience? Again, we'll wait and see. But as Westworld Season 3 hits televisions later this year, we're going to be interested to see where that season lies and what happens to all the androids now that so many of them are exploring the world around them. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmos show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Last but not least, my friend, DC. Kind of underwhelming this year. Yeah, I know exactly who. With all the stuff that was going with Marvel, DC was very, very underwhelming this year. And I was very disappointed by their performance this year at Comic-Con. No sign of Wonder Woman 84. No sign of Birds of Prey. No sign of the Joker movie, really. No signs of, of any of the major projects that they've got upcoming. Very disappointing. A lot of their shows that are shown in America to a very small audience on the CW, like Arrow, Flash, you know, all those all those small shows, they all got their trailers and they all got talked about as far as what's going on with their universes and Supergirl and Batwoman and all that. That's great. But again, very small audiences worldwide. I think probably internationally, they get more of an audience than they do here in the States for those shows. It is Arrow's final season and they did show a trailer for that. Okay, that's great, but you know what? It was still kind of disappointing to see how they didn't really actually put out too much. They did renew Young Justice for another season, and they did announce a R-rated animated series featuring Harley Quinn. Okay, a lot of people can be into Harley Quinn. I get that, and it's going to be very exciting. But outside of the big news that Doom Patrol was renewed for season two and it's going to be part of hbo max and also as well the dc streaming service for all the 30 people that have it i'll tell you what my friend that is a it's a it's a very good show i know a lot of people have given it very high critical ratings and you know what now it's going to be seen by a larger audience because it's going to be part of that hbo max warner brothers whole love fest that they're going to be doing what are your thoughts as doom patrol and dc as a whole they're 
lack of appearance at Comic-Con. It's really puzzling. But, I mean, you know, we've just spent over an hour talking about Marvel. Maybe they just sort of got wind of what Marvel was going to do and went, yeah, there's not even really any point trying to run up against that, you know. you got to sort of pick your battles sometimes. I'm really excited uh, to hear that Doom Patrol has been re- renewed. I thought that was a bit of an underdog of a show, but I've watched all of that series, and I absolutely love the girl that plays Jane in that. I think she's just fantastic. She was great in Orange is, is the New Black. She's wonderful in this. And interestingly enough, I actually find Cyborg to be the weakest member of that uh, of that cast, which um, is kind of odd because he's the biggest known character. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting there. I'm really hoping to hear that Titans is going to be continuing. I'm pretty sure I have already read that they have greenlit a second series. I really loved that. I really loved it. They had the, the accident that, this week with Titans, unfortunate death that, that occurred during shooting. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was pretty horrific and completely unexpected. It was supposed to be a safe stunt, you know. But I've got to take my hat off to the guy that plays Robin in that. He's a, he's an Aussie boy, so, you know, go Aussies. But, yeah, I, I love Titans. I love Doom Patrol. I'm really excited about Wonder Woman 84. I thought Wonder Woman was one of the best movies I've seen in a long, long, long time. The R-rated Harley Quinn animated show, I saw the trailer for that. I kind of feel like they're just trying to find a way for Harley Quinn to be a bit sexier and be a bit naughtier and say some rude words that she couldn't say in Suicide Squad, you know? Plus capitalize on her popularity. But it felt gratuitous in the trailer. But like I said, it's just to capitalize, I think, on her popularity because she is probably one of the most popular characters right now in the DC universe when it concerns all the different characters right now. Yes, Aquaman has found life. Batman is there, Superman's always there, but Harley Quinn is not too far behind. You see it every holiday where people dress up as Har- you know, the very a lot of she's very popular amongst cosplayers. She's she's a very popular overall. So I see Harley Quinn series as being something that they want to heavily promote. And whether or not it's good or not, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I think it's something that they're trying to bank on her uh her character's popularity going forward. But you're right, overall DC was just, you know, w- with Marvel putting out everything so big and that is surprising to me because of the fact that they had their own d23 in late august you'd figured they would go ahead and have this type of announcements for there which tells me that there's going to be a lot of star wars stuff said there that wasn't said at comic-con so it looks like it's going to still be a great time at d3 going forward but for dc they need to go ahead and have a presence somewhere where they can go ahead and their upcoming projects even more because you've got Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker coming in October, that I think needs a little bit more marketing push because I think that's going to be a really good performance. I'm waiting for that, you know, very much. Also as well, you've got, like you said, Wonder Woman 84 and what's coming on down the line for an Aquaman 2 and whatnot. I think a lot of people would like to find out. So you know what? DC, although it didn't have a major presence this year, there's still some good stuff going forward, but i like to see more out of them and a major platform to go ahead and announce their stuff and tell people why they need to check out DC and instead of just focusing on Marvel, Marvel, Marvel the whole time. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. All right. Anything else from Comic-Con catch your eye, my friend? Because it was definitely a great weekend and one of the biggest weekends ever for pop culture. Oh, mate, there was so much stuff. I'm I'm going to be sitting down tonight and going through some of the different articles and looking at the things that I haven't picked up so far. 
looking at all the just the photos of the cosplay outfits are always the best from SDCC. So that's going to be a bit of fun tonight as well. Absolutely. And again, my friend, I just truly cannot thank you enough for not only being on the Pop Culture Cosmos, but this show as well. Just truly cannot thank you enough for stopping by and talking to us about everything that went on this past weekend at San Diego Comic-Con. Always a pleasure. Once again, it is Ben Arnault from the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. You got to check out his awesome experience, plus all the other stuff that he has going on with Smoking Hot Confessions on YouTube, social media, and SmokingHotConfessions.com. Well, my friend, it's been an awesome time. And tell you what, just cannot wait till we can do it again. You can chat again. Of course, you've got some great stuff coming along the way, hopefully with us at some point in time in the near future when it comes to great recipes and more great barbecue tips for us. Oh, mate, I've got loads of stuff coming out. I've just got myself a new PK Grills PK360. An Australian manufacturer has sent me something called an Pig with a smoker attachment on it. So there's going to be a whole lot of new different recipes and different videos, completely unlike anything I've done before. So that's super exciting. That's going to be coming up. And I've actually had to write myself out a, a serious production schedule because I've got that much stuff going on. It's the only way I can keep track of everything. Oh, man, if Josh is still looking for Bigfoot somewhere in the Pacific Northwest this time next week, I might have to call you back in to make sure you talk to us about all the great things going on in pop culture. Anytime, mate. I love being on the uh, on the Pop Culture Cosmos and, and all your other different projects as well. And thanks for inviting me to be aboard. So for Ben Arnault, this is Gerald Glassford. This is another beautiful day of paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day.